Hey everyone out there in pinball land, this is the Totally Pinball Podcast. I am Johnny Pinball, and welcome to the first episode of hopefully a podcast that continues. I don't want to be just a statistic and end after one show, but hey, you never know. So what's been going on this week? Well, I can think of one thing. We had the Twippies on Saturday, and it was a good show. I watched it um, live, and I thought they did pretty good for for what you know you could do with two people in different rooms of Emoto and Jack Danger kind of hosting the episodes. So I thought we could take a look down the uh, results here and kind of go over the winners and losers and if there were any upsets or just kind of general thoughts on that. So starting right off here, I've got the Twippy website up, uh, twippies.com slash 2020 Twippy results is what I did to find this. All right, so the first category was best music and sound effects. And this was won by Guns N' Roses with Spooky Pinballs, Rick and Morty getting second place here, um, followed up third with Stranger Things. So Guns N' Roses got this by 42%, and I think you can't argue with uh, a pinball machine that plays really good music. Um, even if it isn't original music for the game, but it is a rock pin. And I like the Iron Maiden pinball, for example. And that game had music that I had never heard of actually before um, I played it. But playing that playing Iron Maiden has made me an Iron Maiden fan. So kind of goes the same with Guns N' Roses here. I wasn't too familiar with their, their music. Um, there happened to be one here on location. And I played it a few times and I was really digging the soundtrack on that. So congratulations to Guns N' Roses. I think well-deserved. All right, moving on here, I have next on the list, favorite homebrew pinball machine. Now, the top three were Sonic the Hedgehog, The Crazy Mansion, and A Legend of Zelda pinball machine. Sonic the Hedgehog won that by Ryan McQuaid. Um, I first saw this on YouTube. I think it was from the Virtual Pinball Expo presentation. It looked really cool there. Um, The sound effects, the layout... It looks like it has great potential. To be honest, I wasn't too familiar with the other games until the award ceremony gave the preview. And that crazy mansion just looked amazing. So I hope, even though it didn't win, that that also gets made someday too. Um, That back box is just ridiculous. So congratulations to Sonic the Hedgehog there. All right, next one is best theme. So we had a lot of themes uh, for the 2020 award. Um, Let's see, we had... Infinity Quest, uh, The Avengers, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Stranger Things, Guns N' Roses, Rick and Morty were kind of the big ones this year. Um, In the Sturm camp, I think I was most excited for Stranger Things until I saw the gameplay. Um, I just wasn't wasn't really digging how it played. It does play pretty brutal. And the art on that game, I just don't care for at all. It's just, it's trying to be like retro but it's like modern retro, so it isn't authentic to the era. I just don't like the uh, LCD animations at all. So although Brian Eddy is a great designer, I think for me this game um, wasn't going to be on my list for best theme this year. And then let's see, we had Avengers Infinity Quest. Now I played that game on location recently, and I just loved how it shot. So it's a great shooter. It's a great game. The artwork is great by Jeremy Packard. But there's something about that game wasn't quite clicking with me, too. I think it's the theme. I'm not really a superhero guy. So that game, while it had great layout and great art, didn't quite, you know, wasn't the full kit and caboodle. So then we have Guns N' Roses by Jersey Jack. 
And that game just is a great theme. It's great art on that game. There's nothing really wrong with it, except that the one I played, it's a bucket game. And it was like every two minutes I had to put another dollar in to start another game. So I didn't like that about it. But otherwise, it was pretty fun to play. And then Rick and Morty end up winning this by Spooky Pinball, of course. Love the TV show for, you know, Spooky announced they were making the game. I was already a fan of the show. Uh, the callouts are just perfect for the game. Um, but the gameplay is kind of a letdown for me. So it's like there's no perfect game this year. Oh, and I forgot about Turtles by Stern. Um, that's another uh, great artwork, great layout. Uh, just something it's not quite there on that game as well to make it 100% for me. I think it's the animations that bring that one down with the you know, 3D style when it's just a cartoon. But man, so close. I mean, I really liked... Guns N' Roses and uh, Avengers and Turtles this year. Those are kind of my favorite games. So, all right, moving on then to favorite pinball location. So this one is kind of one of those categories where, well, the biggest and most popular is obviously going to win. Not sure if this is a great uh, category for everyone to be voting on, but Logan Arcade in Chicago, Illinois won. So congratulations there. I've never been there. I've actually only been to one of these on the map, and that's District 82 uh, in De Pere, Wisconsin. That's where I play league, you know, twice a month. It's a great location. Check out district82.com slash events to look up when the next tournament is and when they're open to the general public for open play. All right. So the next category we have here is favorite pinball publication or article. For me, I don't write. I, I usually skim over these. So we'll just kind of skip this one. Uh, the winner was um, Guns N' Roses by This Week in Pinball. So I'm sure it was a great article, but it's kind of one of those things where, all right, yeah, that did happen for the year. Okay, next category then is Best Toys and Gimmicks. And this was won by Guns N' Roses as well. They kind of took almost everything this year, due, I'm sure due to the popularity of that game. But uh, I was watching, or listening to Canada rather, and he said, or his idea was, well, what toys are exactly in Guns N' Roses that make it special? And kind of in the promo video, they said, well, we have the the drumstick ramp. We have the pick spinners. And I believe they said the guitar neck, which is only on the uh, upper models. So Kaneda kind of has a point there. I don't know if you consider a spinner a special toy. And the drumsticks are just a unique way of making a ramp. But it's toys and gimmicks, so I guess the drumsticks is a gimmick. And I guess the pick spinner you could call a toy because it's not just a normal spinner. So it's kind of right. I mean, I don't think they mentioned the, the spinning disc in that video, but I would include that as, I guess, a gimmick on, on that. And then the second place winner was Stranger Things. And that definitely tried a little bit more. I mean, you have the projector on the premium. You have the magnetic ball lock on the backboard with that and then you have the uv ink in the play field which is kind of cool you have of course a demogorgon as well in that and then that that ramp to get to the demogorgon so there's it sounds like there's more in stranger things to me third place by a smidge was avengers and you think of that you've got the cool avengers tower which i think is really cool you have the circus voltaire style raising what do we call it disc um that's pretty cool with the subway and then you also have the plethora of ramps in that game. So there's definitely a lot going on there if you get the uh, premium model. And then another close one 
was Turtles there, just uh, like a not even a percent less than Avengers. And Turtles, to me, I don't know if that's got too much in it per se for toys. It's got the van and the spinning disc. So I'd say that's on the same level as maybe the GNR game. So, But GNR won. The crowd has spoken. And, you know, it's a great game. So it's not like it went to waste. All right. The next category, favorite pinball virtual event. Um, Yeah, you know how it is. Online events, not the best. Pinball Expo won. And that's about it on this category. Um, I didn't watch any of these, so I don't have much of an opinion. Best theme integration. So this was also won by Guns N' Roses. I thought Rick and Morty would win because they have Justin Rowland doing the callouts, which is the voice of Rick and Morty in a Rick and Morty game. Can't really beat that. But on the flip side, Guns N' Roses is like the best integrated band pin concert experience we've ever had to date. So when you think about it that way, yeah, I could see how that won too. Um, so Rick and Morty came in second with Turtles coming in third. Um, I mean, that was pretty well integrated too. And I think of with the Turtles, what might have, you know, what might have raised it up a bit if they had officially uh, released like the cartoon clips in the show, kind of like that unofficial code, the 1987 code did. But they didn't. They went with the 3D. So maybe that's why it ended up in third. So yeah, GNR took, took the cake on this one as well. All right, moving down. Favorite pinball website? Well, we all know it was going to be Pinside next. Best rules? Uh, Avengers won. So Stern finally gets a Twippy. I guess it has the best rules. I mean, I'm not really a rules guy. I play for fun. So I wouldn't know what has the best rules here. Uh, it's pretty close. Avengers, 25%. Guns N' Roses, second place, 22%. Guns N' Roses, I liked that you got to pick a song and rock out. So... I don't know. It's a kind of a toss-up for me here. I haven't played any of these games really that much. Due to uh, there's none at a location where you have like a unlimited play. I really don't like paying per play, so I typically only go to the places where it's like fifteen dollars to get in and you can play all day. So none of these games are at that place that I would go to. Okay, moving on. Now we've got best animations and display. So if you think of what's being displayed while you're playing the game. And I immediately think, well, I'm not looking there. How would I know? Because <laughs> really the LCD screen, I just use it for score. I'm not watching it. I don't know how you can successfully watch and play at the same time and do well. Because every time I like try to immerse myself and look up and watch a screen, oh, there goes the ball. Shit. Didn't realize, uh, like example, on Jurassic Park, you know, it's got that, that post that comes up. Well, I was watching the screen and I missed the little light blinking and then there goes the ball down the drain. So I learned my lesson there. Never watch the screen. Just watch watch the ball. So this one was won by, oh, yep, go figure, Guns N' Roses. Second place, Spooky. Third place, Turtles. I guess for me, I probably would have went uh, Rick and Morty with Spooky because, you know, it's got the TV show. And I think I like Rick and Morty better as a theme than Guns N' Roses. But I was not in the majority there, and Guns N' Roses won. And I'm sure whatever's on the LCD looks good. I just would never will see it. So that is that. Moving on here. Favorite pinball YouTube channel. Well, I voted for Kerry Hardy, uh, which he got fourth place. But it looks like straight down the middle, a pinball show won. Yeah, that's a channel I used to watch a lot more when I was newer in the hobby. Not so much anymore. I don't know. I just kind of, I don't think they produce as much. I just, you know kind of grown away from it or maybe they've changed 
on their format. Like lately, well, not lately. I think there was just like a a big buck hunter or something. Maybe I'm confusing my channels, but I, I'm just more into the pinball stuff. So um, definitely their older shows were great and great for a new person in the hobby to watch it anyway. It's good information and entertaining too. Second place. Oh, always the bridesmaid. Todd Tucky with TNT Amusements and his show. That's another channel I used to watch a lot more when I was new because he was pretty much the first pinball content I found, uh, you know, just Googling. Oh, my God, there's pinball machines. Quick, go to YouTube and look. So I would watch his videos, his older videos, I guess, now where they would, you know, go over this game, open up the back box and like, well, you get to see what's behind there, what he did to fix it, you know, and whatnot. And he was mildly entertaining. And with him, I don't find I watch him as much anymore either maybe i've just drifted away or maybe he's kind of changed seems like there's a lot of best offer stuff now i don't know but i love todd uh, i loved his video for getting second place it was really in good spirit and everything so uh maybe next year todd i hope you win it you deserve it okay we've got best callouts so that's something like pinball market trends Oh, maybe, maybe wrong segment. Okay. This was won by Rick and Morty. Congratulations. That that should have won and it won. Yeah. Wubba lubba dub dub. <laughs> right? Great cartoon series. Um, second place, Guns N' Roses. Um, sure. Probably good. Like I said, it's just hard to find one. It's still pretty new. And third place, we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I know that was voiced somewhat by Mark Silk, and I've heard him on other podcasts. Seems like a nice dude. So definitely worthy of third place. Fourth place goes to Avengers. I can't remember anything memorable when playing that. So that, as far as I could say, it could be last place. Uh, Stranger Things, you've got Monotone Hopper. Hot Wheels, I don't really know much. I know it had good animations, but don't really know much about the callouts on that. Uh, scrolling down here, we got Best Pinball Mod of 2020, and uh-oh, looks like a manufacturer won that. Hmm. Is it really a mod if the manufacturer created it? Sounds like an accessory to me, but maybe an accessory is a mod. Hmm. To be continued next year, I suppose. So that was won by Stranger Kings at the UV Light Kit. Um, I think I heard on Final Round Pinball that that's included factory down in Australia on the Stranger Things. So for them, it's not a mod. It's just part of the game. Of course, in the United States and Canada, I would assume you had to pay extra for that. Probably, I'm just guessing, 250 300 perhaps. I don't know. I don't have the game. But it looks cool. So congratulations for getting an extra 250 to $300 out of a stern. Woohoo! Second place was Twilight Zone Interactive Backboard Display. Can't say I'm familiar with that. Um, well, I don't have any of these games, so... Wasn't really shopping for mods to begin with, so. Cool. I mean, if you made a mod this year, it takes some creativity to do that, so it's worth being on this list for that. It's kind of an achievement. All right. Favorite pinball streamer. Oh, we got a dead flip. And dead flip's pretty good at what he does. So 26.32% for Jack Danger with dead flip. Second place was RB Flip France. Never heard of them. 17%. In third place, flipping out pinball at 11.8%. That's a, or a channel I like watching when it was Ken Cromwell and BD and like the guest that they would have and Bill Webb. Uh, I thought that was such a good combination how they did that. So, but Jack Danger won. That's not really a surprise. He does make good content. Next category, please. 
And we have Best Light Show. Well, without thinking about this, this should probably go to Guns N' Roses. And it did. So Guns N' Roses won this. No surprise. Got the hot rails. The hot rails, as I call them. Kind of interesting that the, oh, what do they call it? The base model only has the white for the RGBs on the upper models. I'm sure it's the exact same module and they just put it in the code to not change colors. I mean, come on. It's got to be at this point. It can't cost any more to have color. And to think they'd carry two parts for that doesn't seem likely. So I wonder if someday we'll see a way to hack it to have the full color on the uh, base model. But to be continued, I suppose. All right, second place was Stranger Things. Um, I thought when I remember playing that, it always the lights always seemed, I don't know, like black light-ish colored. So I don't know if it had great colors. And then Rick and Morty bringing up the rear there with third place. So congratulations to Guns N' Roses team. Favorite pinball topper. Hmm. We had Rick and Morty. We had Elvira's House of Horrors. And we had The Hobbit Elite Pinball Topper, <laughs> which is just, just a TV screen with, you know, if a nice bezel around it. I don't know. That doesn't really do much for me. The Elvira one was kind of cool, but, you know, it was $1,000. Not $1,000 cool. I mean, $1,000 is a lot of money for just a piece of, you know, glam and glitz on the top of your machine. And the winner was Rick and Morty. So I think that was just like a statement by the pinball community. We're like, we're going to vote Rick and Morty the winner because it was free included with the game. And Spooky did the right thing by doing that. So I think that's a good, you know, recipient of the winner of this award. All right. Now we went on to the the next category, which was the one everyone was waiting for. Who is it going to be? Super awesome pinball show. The pinball show. Canada's pinball podcast. Battling it out for first place this year. And the results are in, and it was Canada's Pinball Podcast that won. He won by quite a bit. 973 votes, 24.63% to second place Super Awesome with 347 votes at 14.11%. I really thought it was going to be closer. I mean, Canada's good at hyping that he's like, oh, it's going to be so close this year. There was the, uh, was it, email sent out by Cointaker to everyone. He's like, oh, Franchi's got the edge. Plus, they had all those great interviews, but in the end, Canada won. So four for four for him. Congratulations, Chris. Definitely was a great acceptance video. You never disappoint. So keep up the good work. In third place, the Pinball Show, which also I listen to every week. So Zach and Dennis, congratulations on making the top three. Next category, artwork. So immediately, like I knew it wasn't going to be Jeremy Packard Zambietti because he had two entrants. In this, and I knew he would split the vote. If you look at this, it was won by Guns N' Roses. And second place was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And third place was Avengers. And if you add them up, maybe Guns N' Roses won total here. Guns N' Roses had 947. Uh, Turtles had 503. And Avengers had 395. I voted for Turtles. 898s to 947. So I suppose... uh, Guns N' Roses would have won anyway. Wow. I mean, they did have some really nice art packages. I especially like the premium Guns N' Roses with the band posters. Um, That one looked really sweet. So, okay, rounding up this, we had Best Play Field Game and Layout. And this was a close category. We had Avengers sneaking by for the win with 29%. Guns N' Roses, second place, 24%, followed up by Turtles with 13%. Um, again, all those games are kind of new. don't have much time on them. Uh, I would say I probably agree that Avengers has a better layout than Guns N' Roses because I really like that tower shot. I don't know. That's like a fun gimmick. 
So you know, it's kind of how it is. Moving on then to the last category, game of the year. Was it gonna be Avengers? Was it gonna be Guns N' Roses? Was it gonna be Rick and Morty? You know it all by now. It's Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses. So Guns N' Roses won this. Infinity Quest, second place. Rick and Morty, third place. The summary of this, everyone in pinball land loves Guns N' Roses. So it is definitely the game of the year of 2020, and it'll probably be the game of the year of 2021 because they have so many orders. I doubt they'll be making another game this year. Well, that wraps up our Twippy discussion here. Now let's move on to some news and rumors. Excellent! So Stern Pinball, the number one pinball manufacturer in the world. Let's see, the Twippy's presentation kind of hinted at a couple of potential titles for them. There was Back to the Future and Harry Potter. So let's talk about Back to the Future first. They had Mayor Gordy Wilson do a cameo for the Twippies and said, hmm, to be continued? So that would be really cool if Back to the Future could be made. Dream theme for me. This theme is on my top five of themes I'd like to see made. So I really hope Back to the Future can be made and it's designed by... I'd like to see Brian Eddy do this. You know, he made Medieval Madness, great game, right? If he could give it that type of love with the castle mech, you know, what would that be in Back to the Future? Would it be the DeLorean driving into, you know, the mall parking lot and then disappearing somehow? Or maybe there's some sort of like bonus multiplier to get up to 88 miles an hour when you do, you know, you, you enter a multi-ball mode. Or at 88 miles an hour, the game has like a flux capacitor on the top that would, you know, activate at the 88 miles an hour. And the whole, everyone in the arcade would look to see what's going on because it'd be a pinball moment. I could also see the use of LEDs to simulate the, you know, the flaming tire marks on the ground under the playfield or something like that. That'd be pretty sweet. So the question is, what Hill Valley would this be set in? 1955, 1985, or the 2015 Hill Valley? I think it'd be cool to do the 2015 Hill Valley because you've got the hoverboard. Or maybe it'd be like Time Machine where there's different, uh, you know, modes you can start and you can go back to the 1980s or you go back to the 1950s and chimes come on. That'd probably be a premium only feature, but something like that'd be really cool. <laughs> you see the pro, well, the pro only does 2015 Hill Valley, but you got to get the premium to get the 1985 and 1955 Hill Valley. Now, can you imagine, I think in the uh, first movie, he's, you know, skateboards by the Burger King. Would they do something like Jurassic Park where it's just called like, burger place and you know like the jeep wasn't the real jeep or maybe they take on cactus canyon you know head on here with the back to the future 3 when they're in the 1885 hill valley and you know you've got the train scene they're you know racing down that runaway train to get it to 88 miles an hour lock is lit and so am i guy could come back Anyway, I hope it gets made. It would be very considered in my house to maybe purchase one if this was, you know, you always got to play the game. It could end up being a dud, but hope it gets made. And I hope that rumor just wasn't because they paid him to say that because it's cameo. Next rumor was Harry Potter, which was dropped by one of the Weasley actors. I mean, what more can you say? This has got to be in the top five games I'd like to see too. Harry Potter... I mean, you can do so much with this game because your imagination is everything in this world. Uh, obviously, you think of the castle right away. That could be a cool toy and sculpt. 
But when you think of how much you would put in this game, no way would there be a pro. Or would there? What would the pro look like? Would everything just be on the LCD? So, World Under Glass at a pro price point on Harry Potter might not happen. But I, I'm only, I'm excited to see what Stern has to do with this title. So, looking forward to that sometime, hopefully in 2022. I don't think we'd see Harry Potter in 2021. We had that interview on the Super Awesome Show where Joe Kamenkow said, Oh, it's not happening type of thing. And if it were to be happening, I would design the game. So I don't think that's slated for this year. Um, I think more more likely is Back to the Future when you saw the way that Jack Dander kind of hit his hit his head in his jacket when that was announced. Maybe, maybe he's just playing us for fools, but it could have been a hint that that's on the horizon soon. Alright, so what's next? Stern Pinball also just released a topper for Stranger Things. It's kind of reminds me of like Xenon and Space Invaders with the Infinity Lights. So it looks really cool. I think it's actually really fitting of the theme of the era that theme is trying to emulate. So unlike how I didn't care for the animations on Stranger Things, but I think this topper is perfect. If I owned the game and I thought money was no object, I would buy that topper for it. It looks really cool. So, And the retail price on the topper is only, I say only, uh, $650. So less than people expected so this one will probably sell out quick like they all do but at the lower price point i see no reason why you wouldn't buy it if you are a topper guy so i look forward to seeing pictures of people with this on their game all right what's next from stern pinball i mean next game is usually seen two weeks after tpf at mgc so what could it be um what are the next rumors out there we're hearing what godzilla also, we're hearing Back to the Future is next. We are hearing that Brian Eddy has the next game. And we're also hearing that it's a contemporary license, so that wouldn't be Back to the Future. So what could it be? Well, I guess we'll find out in probably less than two weeks. So we shall wait and see. All right, next manufacturer, Jersey Jack Pinball. They're still making Guns N' Roses. They increased the price because they're trying to slow down orders. I don't think they're going to have another game out in 2021. I think that's going to be their only game. But we do know it's Toy Story next, when and if they decide they can make it because of capacity reasons. So Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses. Okay, moving on, we have American Pinball. They should be having a game out real soon. They typically do one game a year. So they did Oktoberfest, they did Houdini, they did Hot Wheels. They're usually out in spring. So it's it's prime American pinball season for their next game. And with David Fix, all his big talk about we're going to have two games a year. They're going to be games you're going to love. They're going to have all the assets if they are licensed. I'm expecting big things from them. It's not going to be another Hot Wheels. I want a game that's packed like Houdini and Oktoberfest, but that's fun to play. Fun to play like a Stern. That's kind of the biggest Achilles heel of American pinball is so far their games, in my opinion, haven't been that great to play i think out of the three i like oktoberfest the best it's just that theme really speaks to me i live in wisconsin and we have a lot of oktoberfest celebrations here but that art right oktoberfest was really lacking in the art department so hopefully that's also corrected rumor is franchi has moved to american pinball or is at least doing a game or two for them so if that is true we're going to have good art and if we have the david fix proclamations then I think their next game is going to be really good. Moving on, we move a little a little bit south of my location to Benton, Wisconsin. 
with Spooky Pinball Update. I know they're finishing up their Rick and Mortys. Uh, maybe not quite finishing yet, but they're due to be finished up this year. So it'll be interesting to see this fall if they reveal another game or if they wait till the new year again in 2022 and what their next game might be. We know that Ben Hack has been working on a game that will not be uh, built by Spooky, but will be built by American Pinball at some time. So that's coming. I actually hope that they stick with Justin Roiland and and use the theme Solar Opposites, which is another cartoon animated series by Justin. And they just launched season two on Friday. And it's a really funny show. I think it's actually better than Rick and Morty. That'd be a great follow-up theme because you already have that relationship with Adult Swim and the uh, voice actors. So that would be really, that would be my hope for Spooky's next game. Although I really don't have any idea. If you recall, Rick and Morty was kept tight-lipped until it was revealed, so I doubt we'll hear anything until the official reveal. Moving on, we have Chicago Gaming Company, or is it Chicago Delaying Company? We haven't seen a game out of them since Monster Bash, and I feel like that's been over two years ago. So when is Cactus Canyon continued coming? Um, I thought it was supposed to be out before Christmas, if you had heard on the Super Awesome Pinball Show, but maybe it was delayed, or maybe... It's not Cactus Canyon. You know, they could just rest on their laurels and continue making Medieval Madness, Monster Bash, and Attack from Mars probably for the next decade and have enough demand for what they're willing to build. So maybe that's all they're going to do is just remake the greatest hits over and over again and we'll see nothing new. But we do know they have the Ben Heck game sometime in 2021 or 2022. All right, who's next? Well, Deep Root Pinball. That's a company that said they were going to deliver a game by March and they haven't yet. And every month they seem to have an update. We're due for one soon. Latest predictions from the uh, Deep Root thread is that the Suez Canal cargo ship will be the next excuse for why the games aren't ready yet. Place your bets now. That sound means it's time to round up our wagons and say goodbye. The Totally Pinball Podcast will be back next time with a top five and maybe even a special guest. So stay tuned. And I want to leave on one note. This is a somber note with a super awesome pinball show posting a picture of a tombstone on their Facebook page. So it looks like this is the end. This outro song is dedicated to Christopher Franchi and the Super Awesome Pinball Show.
Hello, hello, it's me Picasso, I will spray my words of love With your name on every wall When you leave, my colors fade to gray Little Lola stay, all my colors fade away Every word of love I used to say Now I paint it every day My all these balls bouncing around.